bollocks. Hello and welcome to Unclassical. Hello, it's been two weeks. Maybe three weeks by the time this gets out. I'm sorry, guys, but uh, maybe two weeks. Who knows? It's actually only been two weeks since we last recorded. I swear. Yes. Maybe time is going slowly. It's going so slowly. I'm Marsha and I'm stuck in the time warp again. See, I'm Katie and I have things at work I'm dreading next week. Not dreading. I've kind of sorted them now. But damn, time's been moving quick towards us. Oh, it's hurtling towards you now. It's yeah. going slowly. Is it the Easter holidays yet? I would like to nap. But on an upbeat note, hello everybody. We're happy to be back. We are happy to be back. And we are kicking off with, I was going to say a new case. I've been listening to too much Red Hand. <laughs> We're not a true crime podcast. What's a podcast? Something to do with porn, Marsha. Leave that alone. It's basically a podcast, but instead of listeners finding you and just enjoying your content, you just... Yeah prod your friends until they give you likes okay yeah i mean i'm yeah. part of a broadcast i mean if, if, if you guys would appreciate it yeah. prod your <laughs> friends into joining our pod mm-hmm. right so what prod for pods prod for pods i like it what's so, the next book we are kicking off with the turn of the screw oh. you're shitting me it's not the turning of the screw no, I think you're right. It's the turn of the screw. You're thinking of the turning of the shrew. Is that what that's called? Yeah. The turning of the shrew. And they're both different books, you say. Right? And I admittedly didn't look that this hard down that particular avenue, but I couldn't find anything being like, he's fucking off Shakespeare, so... But that's obviously not a coincidence, is it? Like... Rhymes can't be coincidence. They can only be witchcraft. So. Also, like turn, turning, screw, shrew. Like yeah, that. that's what I mean. Which Marsha from the future here, right? I fucking knew turning of the shrew was hitting my brain wrong. It's taming of the shrew, Katie. <laughs> so, um, I think in the grand scheme of things, these titles aren't actually that similar, and we're just fucking idiots. <laughs> oh, I need to get more sleep. So, yeah, turn of the screw. Taming of the Shrew. There we go, guys. Wow, that shouldn't have been that hard, should it? Craft. I mean... Well, it's not witchcraft, it's just copying. No, it's witchcraft. You said witchcraft. <laughs> it's making him rich, man. It's witchcraft. It's, rich. um, it's witchcraft. It rhymes. It will be in an incantation. We'll be knee-deep de- in shrews by the end of the episode. What about screws? They're useful. Mm, oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Right, right. Well, I know nothing. Okay. Who's it by? Um, so it is by... Henry James, we'll call him Henry J, because mm-hmm. it's more of a vibe, you know. Yeah, yeah, gangster. Um, now, for those of you astute among us, um, who probably know much cleverer than I, mm-hmm. you'll know that the turn of the screw is, base, is um, the basis for the very popular Netflix show, Bly House. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. I didn't know that. I only knew when I started reading it, I was like, hang on a minute. I, <laughs> I recognise these shit. <laughs> oh, I think I've met you before. Oh, I think I've crossed your path one too many times. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, no shade to Mr. Henry J. But the if you're interested in the story, just go watch the Netflix show. It is much, much, <laughs> much better. <laughs> they are like actually complete sentences. It's quite special. Oh, there you go. Um, but yeah, I did not really realise that until I started reading about Little Miles and Floor and the penny <laughs> finally dropped. Mm. Um, I did watch Bly House when it first came out, um, so I don't really remember everything about it, but it was considerably better. So, a little bit about the author as one of the... Um, as you hail... Just quickly, because about that, um, great English. <laughs> I found Hill House a scarier than Bly House, but Bly House was still a scary, but in Hill House... When um, like the girl jumps out in the car with her sisters, it scared me so much that I started screaming and forgot to stop screaming. <laughs> so I was just there going, ah! And my boyfriend was like, "Why are you still screaming?" I was like, "Ah!" That was the scariest <laughs> thing ever, though. Like, oh my god! I'm rewatching Hill House at the moment. I love Hill House. I love Hill. Oh my god, we should put that on. Yeah. Um. Anyway. I love Hill House, and I'm rewatching it at the moment on my own. I'm like, gosh, it's spooky! Oh, it's spooky! Did it scare you so much you forgot to stop to screaming? I haven't got to that bit yet. It's scary! Yeah, I, I hate it in the first episode when you see her and she's like right there, and then her face slowly starts to rot, and you're like, Ugh. oh yeah, that is gross. It's uh, disgusting. Uh, Very offensive. Mommy! Uh. Terrible screaming memes. <laughs> it's great. 
It's such a good show, guys. Go watch it. Anyway, Bly mm. House is also pretty good. Um, I mean, if you watch Bly House, you get to see the lady stomping and stomping about the grounds, and it's, it's quite entertaining. The mum's pretty stompy in Hill House, too, though. Oh, you mean... Oh, yeah, 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 before she's scary. Um, or does she ever get scary? I don't remember. Who? <laughs> I don't know, and now I don't want to do spoilers for this oh, book in case I've forgotten. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so a little bit about the author. Mm. He was hailed as one of the greatest novelists at the turn of the century. I like that, like, greatest novelist in this very specific small time frame. <laughs> well, I think that's fitting. <laughs> I know I'm kicking it off early with the bullying, but he writes like Donald Trump speaks. Ever mm-hmm. heard of sentence structure? <laughs> um, literally, like, sentences, they, mm. you'll see in a minute or I'll read some of them out to you. And, and bearing in mind, these are choice cut for trying to communicate the story to <laughs> this book is like 120 pages long it is not long i don't know how they managed to make a tv well because they added a lot of different characters to make it a lot more interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah the fact they got like a 10 part series out of it is quite impressive mm. um given what the material is <clears throat> anyway um so henry J was born in america moved to england when he, um where he grew up traveled around europe for before uh living in america now returning to america returning to america now as with a lot of writers, I read, um, I read, apparently there is considerable evidence that Henry J was a bi or gay based on letters he sent to his friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and his whole family and everyone around him thought he was a celibate. Clearly because he wasn't allowed to be who he truly was, which is fucking depressing. I love all that stuff when they were clearly like gay couples living together and they're like, and they were just very good chums all their life. Yeah. And like, you really? I read a couple of the, well, I read, I was reading this sort of thing about it. I was going to say article. It was Wikipedia. Mm. Um, it's an article. It's an article. Um, and it had all, like, these, like, basically porn letters that he'd written to his male friends. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, but then he also had, like, very affectionate letters written to women. And they had, like, a couple of examples to women. And it was just, like, the kind of stuff being like, oh, I've missed you so much. God, we had so much fun. I just, I love hanging out with you. And you're like, yeah, but that is, like, really affectionate friend vibe. Yeah. Like, it is very full on mm. friend. But he's not saying, like, to but feel you're dick in more my exquisite... <laughs> Uh, he says it wasn't quite this but it was basically like um to feel the power of your member once on once again on me and you're like now that is smart yeah that that that, that is sexual that, that is, is that is some sexual that action. is something i don't tend to do with my friends yeah <laughs> exactly so anyway um he clearly wasn't allowed to be who he wanted to be in his lifetime mm. which is depressing anyway so i haven't um finished reading the book yet but so far there's no mention of the relationship between the governess and the gardener that there is in the tv show mm-hmm. sorry spoilers guys uh, um, do we think they did that in the tv show so kind of like as I a nod to henry J. yeah being like well now we're living our true best lives and um well it doesn't actually work out very well for them does it so sorry henry J. well they had a nice time for a while. nice time watch the show guys <laughs> They change a lot of things, but yeah, mm. so that's obviously a thing. And obviously, like, one of the founding characteristics of the governess in the TV show is that mm. she ran away because she realised she was getting yeah. to marry this guy, and she always has this, like, reoccurring, like, vision of... She also ran away because he died. <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously she... Spoilers, guys, watch the show! <laughs> obviously, she feels guilty for yeah. his death, even though it wasn't her fault. She mm. just came out as gay. Mm. Um, <clears throat> he got hit by a car. <laughs> but, like, that is... Not a thing. Of mm. obviously, didn't get hit by a car. It's written in like the early nineteen hundreds or late eighteen hundreds. So obviously, didn't get hit by a car. But like, there's no mention of a previous lover. She literally came from a family. Her, her dad's a pastor, and she's like the youngest daughter. And her dad's a what? Pastor. <laughs> pastor, not a pasture. <laughs> her dad's a field. Word. <laughs> Pastor. Yeah. Pastor. He's a pastor. Pastor. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> He's been put out to pasture. But yes, I thought it was an interesting potential nod yeah. um, to him. Mm-hmm. Now, um, in line with this, I looked up a bit about how the book was received at the time. Oh, yeah. And oh, don't you just love the reviews of white men? Yes. I yeah. took this little snippet for your enjoyment from Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. Um, in 1934, literary critic Edmund Wilson posted the, that the ghosts were hallucinations of the governess who he suggested was sexually repressed. Yeah. As evidence... She just needs a good fuck, mate. Literally. As evidence, Wilson points to her background as the daughter of a country parson and suggests that she is infatuated with her employer. Also, I'd just like to say he suggests, like, he so cleverly picked mm. this out from, like, you know, the subplot of the text. Like, 
No, it says she fantasises about him <laughs> and describes him as very handsome and fancies him. But only I would get that. That's, not, That's for you, the scholars. Literally, you're not a fucking scholar. That's like me being like, you know what? It's actually um, suggested in Harry Potter that um, he's the chosen one. Mm-hmm. And everyone will get that. That's um, not for everyone. That's like, not for everyone. No, no. no, the fact he's in Gryffindor actually nods to the fact that Mm-hmm. He's uh, the saviour, if yeah, you will. If you mm. will. No, not everyone will get that. I understand. But yeah, that's actually as well. So I just put into line that um, Edmund Wilson is a fuck. Mm. Um, prior to Wilson's article, another critic, Edna, oh, this is a lady, Edna Kenton, had written to a similar. Oh, shut up, Edna. Wilson's <laughs> fame as a literary critic shifted the discourse around the novella completely. Wilson drew heavily from Kenton's, Kenton's writing. Oh, so Wilson took her writing and then just stole it and got the credit sounds about right um but applied explicitly freudian terminology for example he pointed to okay this is a slight spoiler actually to the figure um that is cited by the governess um that he has seen on a phallic shaped tower now (laughs) i don't know about you i've come across many a tower in my time and i'd say if you really want to be splitting split hairs most are phallic shaped (laughs) if you really want to go there it's not that they're phallic shaped it's just that's their shit. It's like saying all these rockets going into space. What are they going to think of as aliens when they see a load of dicks flying around space? (laughs) 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 Flaming dicks coming (laughs) off Earth. They're going to think we're a white light of pervy mugs. They found so many old like cave droids. There's just dick pics everywhere. It's like we just. We really thought we evolved, guys. We did not. <laughs> we have not evolved have at all. Have you seen all? that, like, the oldest piece of cave art, like, cave writing that they ever found? It was, like, this really high up, like, in a, um, in, like, a cave. Like, they were, like, I don't know, like, 20 stories mm. high or something. like that. I don't know how they managed to get up here. They spent ages, like, going through, like, ancient, mm. like, ancient languages translating it. And it translates to, like... This is very high. <laughs> I hadn't heard of that. I love it. To be fair, if we came back down, like, oh, did you go all the way up there? Yeah. Did you write something on the wall? Yeah. Would you write pretty high up? <laughs> I am very high. <laughs> Basically, they like, spent like years figuring out, like. <sighs> I mean, I kind of love it to like see the comedy and like. Yeah, cave I'd write that. Yeah. Be like very high. <laughs> exactly. Excellent. <clears throat> So yes, um, that he, um, that he's on a phallic-shaped tower. Excellent. Excellent. A book-length, um, close reading of the text was produced in 1965 using Wilson's Freudian analysis as a foundation. A book-length. So they've just like reprinted the book, but like after, under every line, being like, penis. wants to fuck his mum, dick. <laughs> there was a tower, penis. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do a book? Pretty much like that. We could do it like yeah. that. <laughs> I reached for the melons. Boobs. Yeah, boobs. I dropped the grapes. Boobs. <laughs> excellent. excellent. It characterised the governess as increasingly mad and hysterical, our favourite word. Mm-hmm. Leon um, Adele, James's most influential biographer, wrote that it, it is not the ghosts who haunt the children, but the governess herself. Oh, wait, that just fucking right. Blame it on the hysterical woman because yeah. she wanted dick. <laughs> I mean, it is all just because she needs a dick I mean, in. This isn't a massive spoiler, but it's all very convenient that they're missing out the fact that Mrs. Gross, who you'll meet soon, is also there. Isn't it just like this? I, I just, I mean, is this why men are so entitled? They're just like, look, all I'm saying is there are all these problems, you've got these psychopaths, whatever, whatever, but it all can be cured by my dick. Is this why they're so entitled? My vagina can heal all. And like, if you have like an affair, and you're like, well, at the end of the day, she might have had some problems. I'm just healing. I'm just helping. I'm just dicking everything. It's a fucking thing. Like Hamilton, like I'm keeping the bed warm while her husband is away. Oh yes, you're doing a real noble service, aren't you? What a noble, kind thing to do. Is that what the woman's singing? No. Who's I'm keeping the bed warm. Singing about Theodosia. I'm keeping. Oh. Theodosia writes me a letter every day. I'm keeping the bed warm while her husband is away. Oh, how very fucking nice. Just on the way out, like, bed's still warm, by the way. Like, like, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) don't really have such waiting, so. Comes back in, just sees him leaving, and just his pants, like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) I'm not in the bed for you, fuck off. Fuck off. Uh, Getting in the bed, like, it's literally still warm. Imagine getting back from, like, a six-week boat, (sighs) six-week boat journey to England to a warm bed with someone else's coming in. You'd be like, I'm really not happy. 
Someone else has mm. come in your bed. Mm. It's mm. not nice. It's not nice. It's, it's not very nice. It's not a very nice thing to come There's home to. So really, much come in hotel beds, isn't there? I haven't stayed in a hotel bed for a long time. Stayed in one at my birthday. At my birthday? Yes. <laughs> this is what happens when we record late at night. Was it or was it not? At my birthday, it was present. Move me wrong. <laughs> Great. Anywho, shall we get on into the story? Yes, please. So, it begins one Christmas night. Oh! Uh, yeah. Um, a group of friends are gathered around a roaring fire, oh, whiskey in hand, reclining on leather armchairs with the snow piling up in the window. Delightful. And I'd just like to say I came up with that sentence. It would have taken him about seven fucking pages. <laughs> and it's only 120 pages long. <laughs> just, well, I don't need to know all the words, but how does he basically describe it? It's Christmas night. I added the, the whiskey and the fire. Although he did mention a fire, but I added the whiskey and the leather sofas. Oh, that's much nicer. I know! <laughs> so anyway, guys, I'm, I'm starting a book. Um, when the subject turns to ghostly tales. Oh, lovely. A few members offer um, a tales of ghostly encounters to shrieks of fear and delight. <laughs> Naturally, the girls in the party are terrified of all this. Uh, sorry, we were just discussing this. We were like, what is wrong with our boyfriends? Because we always want to discuss horrific cases and they're just like, no. Like, because we love true crime. Yeah, and they're just like, I don't want to hear about this. This is why horrible. Why do men want to hear about horrific murders? Right, before bed. And why don't they want to hold your hand whilst you look up the pictures of said horrific murders? Oh my God, yeah. Like... <laughs> So, yeah, we were, were just talking about, like, because I, I googled a case and it, I mean, you know, I was shocked by this. I didn't particularly want to see the pictures, but it came up with graphic pictures of a corpse on Google. And I was a bit shocked by it. And I was telling Marsha about it. And she didn't look at it because she has to sleep it on her own tonight. Mm. But if I had opened that and been like, James, I'm going to look at um, a horrifically murdered little girl. <laughs> yeah. Will you hold my hand? You'd be like, why would you do that? Yeah, literally. Just don't look at it. What the fuck is wrong with you? But surely it's that thing, like. Oh, we, we, I was listening to this to one earlier, and um, it wasn't like an open. It wasn't an open court because the person just admitted to it, so it was a closed mm. court case. But apparently, before they went through the evidence, the um, judge, Corrin, I don't know, mm. that person was like, "If you don't have to be here, I really advise you leave because this is like this is going to get heavy." Can you imagine actually leaving at that point? You'd be like, "Don't want to hear. Don't want to hear. Don't want to hear everything. Tell me that." I forgot to tell you this as well. So we were also talking about doing jury service and going on like a murder trial case if you had jury service. Um, my boyfriend's mum actually got sent home from jury service because she was like, I can't do anything violent. I can't do anything involving children. Even if it's just like, you know, a child was around. No, can't do anything like that. I can't do this. Can't. They were like, just go home. <laughs> Don't mean to be rude, but biggest eye roll. <laughs> yeah, I'd have done it. I literally would do it all. Like, I find it so interesting. This is really sad. Mm. But the other day at work, I didn't have a huge amount of work to do. And someone had shared, like, a document that had a, um, like, a law exam question on it. Oh, yeah. And um, it was, like, 20 marks. And so I just spent some time answering it. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I was like, that's fascinating. Uh, what was the question? It was long, It was quite long-winded. Like, I remember the... Um, terminology exactly because mm. I, I don't I don't study law I don't know anything mm. I'm just very interested in crime um but it was like Sally is abusive to her husband Jerry mm. um she's been abusing him for five years she makes him go out to work every day while refusing to work herself um he has depression my best friend's got a girlfriend man he hates that bitch <laughs> literally um, that song literally yeah and so he has depression because sally is so abusive to him he's mm. which is proved by a doctor mm. um one morning he's running late for work sally smacks him for making her breakfast wrong and he stabs her by what level can we plead that he is innocent because of uh, or not innocent but you know less guilty because of like um crime of passion but also it wasn't the insanity plea but it was something like less less um, diminished responsibility responsibility because of uh, like momentarily lapse in judgment due to mental health and i argued um that no one was able to look at because i couldn't really submit it because i'm not a student um but i argued that in the one case you need to look at how far away was the knife from where which he Mm. stabbed her with could you argue that it was self-defense if it was an instant reaction Mm. did he have time to go to the drawer get it out walk back into the other room and make it premeditated make it premeditated also how can the doctor prove that his um depression was caused by his wife act- his wife's actions towards him like again 
Maybe you can, I don't know. Like mm. I said, I'm not studying law. But as far as I'm aware, you can't be like, yes, the reason you are depressed is this exact thing. Like, yeah. there are triggering moments, but also, you know, people go through triggering things and aren't depressed. And some people don't go through triggering things and are depressed. Like, yeah. So I was like, I don't think you can really use that as an argument, for one thing. And, um, yeah. So, yeah, I like true crime. I like true crime, yeah, yeah. Anywho. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, a few of um, members of... Um, Oh, so yeah, the girls are naturally terrified of all this going on. Um, suddenly one of the party members mentions that they know a tale far more chilling than any other told this night. <laughs> Sorry, but isn't that just shitting him like, I know one much more chilling than any of your ones. Your ones are shit. Oh, like, fuck off. I really tried mine. Exactly. I hate you, Douglas. I bet they were just finishing and they were going to do like an extra detail like, and she wasn't even, I know something much scarier than any of these. Okay, okay, I was going to, like, you know, lead in that she wasn't actually dead, but whatever, whatever. Whatever. You know, what? we always listen to Douglas's stories because Douglas has the best stories. Well, I hate Douglas. I hate Douglas. I don't, I don't know why we invite him. He always gets the best chair. He's by the fire. He's got the biggest glass of whiskey. Mm. And you also know what? He's got, he's got a tiny prick. A tiny prick. And, 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 and he's cheating on his wife. With me! So, yeah, it's a pretty weird story, guys. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, as there are ladies present, they um, shall wait until tomorrow night to tell a tale so as not to alarm those with a nervous disposition. So what? They drop that and then they just like have a bit and during the next day and then that's back to the yeah. next night. Well, they don't even go into the next day. They're just sort of like, ah, and the next night. Um, the departing ladies who I suppose that said, is literally just me with that scary picture we're talking about like, no, it's late. I have to go to sleep alone. I'll look another time. Maybe. Or maybe never. <laughs> maybe never. But it's just fucking sexist and annoying, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The departing ladies who had said they wouldn't stay didn't. Of course. Thank heaven. Um, they departed. Okay. Just like, so they, they didn't return. It's not because of the story, mate. It's because you're fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> sucks. Anyway. Um, there, but yeah, there are not enough fucking eye rolls to be had. Um, especially, also, this is what annoys me. Yeah. So obviously the ladies had to leave. Do you know um, whose story he's telling? A lady's story? Yeah, it's the uh, the late governess, his sister's late governess. So it has gone through two women to reach Douglas, but Douglas somehow has to be our narrator. Douglas has to tell it. And the <sighs> women are all too scared to leave, even though two women have told him the story. Fuck off. You can fuck right off. It's like in fucking... Um, I was going to say, I'm getting serious deja vu. Yeah, it's Wuthering Heights. Wuthering like, Heights, yeah. Um, oh, we have like a female narrator, but uh, we obviously have to give the credit to a man. So if a man could just kind of talk over her sometimes, yeah, 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 that would yeah, be much yeah, better. Yeah. Thank you, thank and you. it makes it really fucking confusing to read, because sometimes Douglas just chips in with his and I blah, blah, blah. And yeah. you're like, sorry... Who's the first person? Is it now? Yeah, who the fuck are you? Because I'm doing the same fucking sentence. You're like, what? It's very confusing. No, no. Yeah, fuck the patriarchy. Mm. Um, Sort it out, Henry J. (laughs) Anyway, the story begins properly with a young governess applying for a job and the wealthy man who's hiring her is the uncle of two small children who he doesn't really have time for. Well, who does? Who does, indeed. Put them all in the fucking bin. First of these touches conveyed that the written statement, um, that he's reading this, yeah, it's yeah. like a manuscript, um, took up the tale at a point after it had, in a manner, begun. Oh, okay. The fact to be in possession of was, of was therefore, that his old friend, the youngest of several daughters of a poor country pers- parson, had at the age of 20, on taking service for the first time in the schoolroom, come up to London in trepidation oh, no. to answer in person advertisement that had already placed her in brief correspondence with the advertiser. Can you see why this is so hard to read? I feel like that's like an asthma test. Like, read this sentence. If you get to the end, you're all right. <laughs> Some brain test. You've got to the end, you gouge your eyes out. Well done. <laughs> this person proved, on her presenting herself for judgment at House in Harley Street, that impressed her as vast and, as, and imposing. This prospective pa- patron proved a gentleman, a bachelor in the prime of life, such a figure as had never risen, save in a dream of an old novel, before a flustered, anxious girl out of, Ham- out of a Hampshire vicarage. One could easily fix his type. It never, happily, dies out. He was handsome and bold and pleasant, offhand and gay and kind. He struck her inevitably as gallant and splendid, but what took her most of all and gave her the courage she afterwards showed was that he put the whole thing to her as a favour, an obligation he should gratefully incur. This heard like and he put the whole thing in his mouth. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> 
She figured him as rich, but as fearfully extravagant. Saw him as a... Or as, very extravagant. <laughs> very fabulous. Fearfully extravagant. Saw him all in a glow of high fashion, of good looks, of expensive habits, of charming ways with women. He had for his town residence a big house filled with the spoils of travel and trophies it's of the chase. Dorian Gray. It's literally Dorian Gray. Yeah. Oh, God, it literally is. Yeah. Crossover! <laughs> um, but it was to his country home, an old family place in Essex, that he wished her immediately to proceed. So, yeah, Do you think Essex he really was did... fancy back then? Because you're like, and it was his old country home in Essex. In Essex. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. There are some fancy bits near Essex. There's like some the very wealthy bits in Essex. Yeah. But it's not quite um, the Highbrow. image you get with lighthouses, is it? Essex. Go down Essex, go around Joey Essex, everything's white marble. It'd be pretty, you ain't it? Yeah. But yeah, it's not very fucking subtle, is it, that she digs him? No. Reading between the lines. Reading between Fuck the lines. Off. I think she rather has the hot spot him. I think that she's just crazy because she hasn't got her pussy wet. <laughs> and uh, between you and I, I think she rather likes the, uh, the man of the house. Like, oh, do you? The thing that annoys me is that there would have been people, uh, for decades and decades after this, white men sitting around, drinking brandy, smoking, and basically saying, well, girls need to days to get their pussy wet more often. That's what they need. They need that. Like, well, I'll tell you Honey, what Honey, you're the one sat around at this business meeting talking about wet pussy. Mm-hmm. I think you might need to get your dicks wet. Mm-hmm. But no anyway. one else is getting them wet. No. Um, so, now... Um, in the book, it's kind of dressed up that he's obviously very kind and lavish and wonderful. Mm. Um, he's just busy. But we all know that if he were their aunt and he didn't have time for them, he yeah. would be a cold-hearted character for not devoting his life to the um, to his orphaned siblings' children. Yeah, completely. Literally. But he's... Because he's just, like, very... He's very busy, Katie. He's very Come busy. On, and neck, he's just... Neck, like, neck. He's, like, he's nice because he's like, look, I want them to be taken care of, but I don't have time and I don't overly care. So <laughs> if you could go the deal with that. The problem is for me, like, you know, I don't want them to die, but... I also don't particularly want to be involved in them living. I mean, like, I want them to be treated well. Yeah. It's like, I just don't want to be the one doing the treating. Yeah. I mean, on the one hand, you know what? If Mm. your sibling dies and leaves you with kids that you didn't agree to take Mm. on, fair enough. Mm. But all I'm saying is that if you were a woman, you would have been painted as a villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, she gets the jobs, the job, and she gets another job. Yeah, I was like, what job she get? Um, And she heads off. To Bly Manor, all doe-eyed and innocent. <laughs> I suppose I had expected or had dreaded something so dreary that what greeted me was a good surprise. Mm. I remember his thoroughly pleasant impression, the broad, clear front, its open windows and fresh curtains, and the pair of maids looking out. I remember the lawn and the bright flowers and the crunch of my wheels on the gravel. Sorry, and her the... wheels? She in a wheelchair? <laughs> <laughs> the wheels. Oh. I did laugh. I well, like... when I was rereading it for notes, I was like, does she have a car? <laughs> when is this from? Are you a bike? <laughs> when, when a car's made. <laughs> um, we say in the 1900s, they weren't really commonplace, but they're on the verge of being invented. Carriage. Yeah. Um, I remember the lawn and the bright flowers, the crunch of my wheels on the gravel, and the clustered treetops over which the rooks circled and cawed in the golden sky. That's one sentence. Oh, it's two. Never mind. Still. <laughs> the scene had a greatness that made it a different affair from my own scant home. And there... Scant toe. Home. <laughs> oh my God. I have a very naked toe here. I have a very scabby toe. Will Bly be down? <laughs> I must not be in the dark. Well, said scant. Like it's scantily it scant. clad. Clad her toe. But yes, otherwise it gets damp from the sweat. <laughs> I must have a scanty little toe. It does get so sweaty. <laughs> to be fair, I just smell my feet. <laughs> the scene had a greatness that made it a different affair from my own scant home. And there immediately. I can't hear anything for scant toe. My own scant toe. And there immediately appeared at the door with a little girl in her hand, Ugh. a civil person who dropped me a decent, as decent a curtsy as if I had been the mistress of a dis- or a distinguished visitor. Visitor? Well, you're the one coming to take her off your hands yeah, like, like thank god you're here yeah oh, i am in your service literally all right so this is obviously the introduction of mrs gross which is an awful name yeah it is great it's unfortunate yeah. um and little flora now if, for those of you who watch the tv show flora is meant to be a bit younger she's meant to be more like three four as mm. in the tv show she's more like 
I think they say she's five, but she's definitely like seven. Yeah. Um, she's too she's not five. No, yeah. she's got too much going on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she's meant to be like three, four. She's not meant to have much going on, and she doesn't. Mm. She's not really in it, other than being like, she's so pretty. No, look at her little floor. Um, literally. Uh, and also in the documentary, Mrs. Gross is awesome, mm. played by Tania Miller, who mm. is just the actual best thing ever. Mm. Um, Mrs. Gross in the book is not that. She's all oh. right. But she ain't no Tania. She ain't no Tania. I mean, no. you know I mean, what? Tania would make any role awesome. Yeah. Um, in fact, she's depicted as being very low intelligence. They make this massive thing about her not being able to read. And it's like, to be fair, it's like the early 1900s. Hmm. Most people couldn't read. So um, but the governess is very much sort of like, <gasps> I realised at this moment that she was below me in class. And you're like, So okay. it's the early 1900s. Or late 1800s. Because actually the general readership of the nation was getting better then because school was more accessible. Was it for older people, though? Well, it depends how fucking old she is. (laughs) We'll give her a pass because Tania played her. Yeah, not in this. Not in this, but... she, the original character is not cool enough for Tania. Tania <laughs> took that character and she raised her from the ground. <laughs> raise her right off the ground. Raise her right off the ground and make her awesome. Mm. Anyway, um, so yeah, the classism sets in early. Mm. So she's met by Mrs. Gross and Flora, the little girl. Instantly she loves Flora and Flora is the perfect little angel. Very sweet, very cute, very pretty, very just like wants to like be And then loved. there's Miles. <laughs> and then there's Miles. <laughs> well... And Miles isn't here at the moment. He's still at school. Yeah. Um, and the governess is delighted that she gets to be paid to live in this amazing, beautiful house and spend all her days with this lovely little girl. Right. Miles, the Fine. boy, is still at school. However, we learn that he um, that when he returns um, home for the summer holidays in a few days' time, the school will not want him back. Oh. Before we learn this, however, the governess is asked um, about him the night before. Asks about him the night before he arrives home. All right, didn't you research late, literally? Well, she's only been there like two days. <laughs> and the little boy, does he look like her? Is he too so very remarkable? One wouldn't. It was already conveyed between us to grossly flatter a child. Oh, miss, most remarkable. If you think well of this one. And she stood there with a plate in her hand, beaming at our companion, who looked from one of us to the other with placid, heavenly eyes that contained nothing to check us. Checks. Uh, Satisfying. Yes, if I do, you will be carried away by the little gentleman. So we get the carried idea. Carried away? How strong is he? <laughs> How big is this kid? <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so we get the idea that he's just as lovely as his little sister. Yeah. Um, when he does arrive home, the governess is enchanted by him. He seems lovely. Um, until that evening when a letter arrives for her. At Miles is a prick. <laughs> Postbag that evening. It came late, containing a letter for me, which, however, in the hand of my employer, I found to be composed but of a few words enclosing another addressed himself with a seal still unbroken. So he Why sent does... a letter to himself. So, to translate, you yeah. fucking Henry James bullshit, mm. she receives a letter yeah. which is from her employer, yeah. with inside has a letter that was addressed to her employer, and it basically says, oh, it says, this, I recognise, is from the headmaster, and the headmaster's an awful bore. Read him, please deal with him, but mind you, don't report. Not a word. I'm off. <laughs> don't report to who? Him. He's like, I don't want care oh, what I, it's I've about. Just deal with it. I give zero fucks. Yeah, he's like, I can't be fucked to deal with this. <laughs> well, so anyway, yeah, Let's have a read. Uncle. Let's crack it open, Babs. I broke the seal with a great effort, so great a one that I was uh, that I was a long time coming to it. There you are. What? Took the unopened missive at last upon to, uh, what the up to my it room. Sealed with fucking whale cub. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't see it. Oh, seal with steel. Literally, like, like how? Honey, just crack it open. You like, what's wrong with your fingernails? <laughs> just crack it open. You fucking idiot. Actual twat. So anyway. She finally gets it alone to herself at night and she, to quote, so, attacks it. So she's like, I can't get into this right now. I'm going to take this up to bed with me. And then <laughs> goes like feral on its ass. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, she's left with this letter that will bite marks and will take her around the edge. It's got a hole in the middle. <laughs> but she manages to piece together the message. Yeah. So it's like, you know the bit in, um, in Canto when yeah. the girl's like... Um, Mirabelle is putting together the vision. It's like that, <laughs> yeah. her putting together the letter after she's ripped it apart. Like picking it out from in between her teeth. <laughs> from beneath her finger. She ain't got no fingernails, apparently. She can rip it open. So, yeah. 
um, and only attacked it just before going to bed. Why did you have to wait just before going to bed? I'll be very tired after all this effort. Let's get ready first. <laughs> I had better have let it wait till morning. Did it really wear you out? Um, for it gave me a second sleepless night with no counsel to take the next day. I was. Well, is she ready yet, or does this still like the ordeal of opening it? No, this is her having read it. We oh, don't okay. get to know what it says yet. Oh my god! Why can't people write get... books? It's so... Do you know what her introduction to meeting Miles was? Right. You're right. This came home to me two days later. I drove over with Flora to meet, as Mrs. Gross said, the little gentleman, and all the more for an incident that, presenting itself the second evening, had deeply disconcerted me. That's our meeting of Miles. We didn't meet him. Who's Miles? I mean, I know you said, like, the show's better, but the competition isn't exactly hard, is it? (laughs) Guys, I'm piecing this together. <laughs> Jesus. That's the thing. I'm like, let's make this huge deal about meeting Miles. And then they're like, and we met the little gentleman. Moving on. You're like, moving on. Anticlimatic. Like, do you want to maybe say a little something about him? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, the next day she goes running into Mrs. Gross. What does it mean? The child's dismissed his school? The child's dismissed his school. Right? And it's like, no, honey, he got fired, but expelled. <laughs> it sounds better when you put it the other way around. Apparently though. so. Like, they're all very odd. Was he like, and they'd be like, we're going to have to expel you, Miles. No, I'm going to have to expel you. <laughs> You're fired. I quit. Yeah. <laughs> Too fair, baller move. <laughs> to be fair, they're going to fire you, might as well. Yeah. Um, immediately, the governess is put on her guard with this news as she expects Miles to be a frightful villain if he must have if he's been kicked out of school. Ooh. But he's a cad. Is he really bad? Mm. The tears were still in her eyes, Mrs. Gross's. Um, do the gentlemen say so? They go into no particulars. They simply express their regret that it should be impossible to keep him. That they that can have but one meaning. Mrs. Gross listened with dumb emotion. She forbore to ask me what this meaning might be, so that presently, to put the thing with some coherence and with the mere aid of her presence to my own mind, I went on. That is an injury to the others. Yeah. Yeah, he's a bit gross. Um, Does that mean that he's an injury to the others, like um, he's injuring others, or like, you know, that um, he's just not good for the other children? We don't know. Ah, I bet he fucked one up. Yeah, probably did. Pushed one out of a tree. Is that what he does in the show? I think, doesn't he get someone to push him out the tree? But then does he push someone else out of a tree? There's something Something, about a tree. There's something about a tree, yeah. Yeah. That kid's creepy. (laughs) Anyway, um... Yeah, immediate, immediately the, um, the the governess is freaked out. Um, oh, I'm just putting it out there. We never learn the governess's name. That's why I keep referring to the governess. Um, why do people think they're so fancy not naming their protagonists? Oh, I'm about to fucking kick off, right? Because obviously <laughs> that's how it is in Rebecca. It's yeah. really annoying. Um, so yeah, why is it female leads aren't allowed names? Does it, does it sell better? Yeah, like, literally. I don't know. Anyway, in the show, she's called Danny Clayton. Yeah. So we're going to call her Danny from now on. Yeah, but I hate the name Danny. Why'd you hate the name Danny? Because everyone in edgy literature, everyone in every play where they want to be slightly ambiguous about mm. whether it's a girl or a boy, they're like, it can be played by anyone, which, you know, is totally fine. Don't mind that at all. Mm. The character is called Danny. Mm. Mm. Every single time the character is called Danny. You're called Danny. Extra points if the character is an anti-hero. <laughs> I want to be edgy. Um, I want to be edgy. Want to be edgy writers just can't get enough of the name Danny. Danny. It's always fucking Danny. Read any go go to like um, the theatre that does all the modern plays. New writers. What theatre is that? Not in London. Anyway, but you go five plays. I bet at least one of them has a character named Danny. <laughs> also, there's a Danny in Rebecca, Mrs. Danvers. Just saying, oh, yeah, they're Danny. fucking everywhere. Anyway, mm. so now we have a Danny in this book. Yeah. Um, so we've established that Danny is a terrible name in literature mm. and that classism and sexism is rife in this one. Yep, yep. Ready for a spook? Yes, ready for a spook always. So, after the children go to bed, Danny gets a walk to herself around the ground and she very much enjoys this solitary stroll. Same girl, same, um, same girl, same. Until yeah. one day, we do like a stroll. Twilight. She sees a shadowy figure in the ground as well. So, okay. just before I start reading out this concept, 
half the reason she likes to have these solitary wonders and another reason why that guy with the quote at the beginning saying how he divulged that she fancied the um the master of the house was really yeah. clever um she likes to have these solitary walks to fantasize about him turning up and them getting married um so yeah you know <laughs> subtle content like some little and then they'd be married to be fair okay, so and why... then he'd come to me in the garden and he'd go oh your boobies look nice why is it us earlier though walking around a rich area being like does anyone want a wife <laughs> does anyone want a wife what's your house like does anyone want to wife does it have a south facing garden oh there were some lovely south facing gardens in there that were I'd be a wife for a nice garden I'd be a wife for a night <laughs> um so anyway, yeah, she's walking around being like, and then he'd say this, and then we'd get married, and then we'd live here. <laughs> um, having a great time. And then we send the kids away. Excellent. Excellent. No, she fucking loves the kids. Oh, um, that was exactly present to me, by which I mean the face was, when on the first of these occasions, at the end of a long June day, I stood short on emerging from yeah, one sure, of the plant- <laughs> plantations and coming into view of the house. What arrested me on the spot, and with a shock much greater than any vision had allowed for, was the sense of that my imagination had, in a flash, turned real. He did stand there, oh. but high up, beyond the lawn, at the very top of the tower to which on the, that first morning little Flora had shown me, this tower was one of a pair, square, incongruous, crenellated structures. Oh, there's no need. It's <laughs> really like highlighted it like... Shit. Shit. <laughs> that would irrelevant not needed for some reason okay so you want to say they're penis shaped there's two of them you said like... there was foreskin reason <laughs> that were distinguished for some reason <laughs> foreskin reason was he Willy, willy, willy. <laughs> and get to willy, 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 willy. Um, for some reason, though I could not, though I could see little difference as the new, <clears throat> as the new and the old. Mm. <laughs> they flanked opposite ends of the house and were probably architectural. Obs- we don't care anymore. <laughs> Where's the fucking ghosts? I admired them, had fancies um, about them, for we could all profit in a degree, especially when they loomed through the dusk by the grandeur of their actual battlements. Yet it was not at such an elevation that the figure I had so often invoked seemed more in place. Yeah. So she's like always picturing him turning up, but now there's actually someone stood there. And she's like, ah. uh-huh. 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 "Are you the master? Uh-huh. Are we gonna fuck? Is this a vibe? Am I vibing? Do I want to fuck you, yeah. or um, should I run for my life?" <laughs> and produced in me this figure in the clear twilight. I remember two distinct gasps of emotion, which were sharply the shock of my first and that the second of surprise my second was a violent perception of the mistake of my first the man who met my eyes was not the person first i, had... I thought you said first like <gasps> <I'm> first <laughs> damn it's thirsty work <laughs> but the man who had met my eyes was not the person i had previously supposed so she's like it's not the employer this is a stranger <sighs> Like, ugh, totally kill my white on. Like, to... You're here! Oh, disappointing. <laughs> it's like when you wave at someone and you realize you don't know, they're like, oh, okay, just like, okay, fling okay. my hand around, Never mortifying. <laughs> this is just how I stretch my arm. Yeah, I just stretch like this. What are you talking about? <laughs> An unknown man in a lonely place is a permitted object of fear to young women, yeah. to, to a young woman privately bred. And the figure that faced me... <laughs> privately bred. However, if you become a boy, you breathe. fucking love it. I probably fucking love it, you do you? Do I mean the glasses are just fucking <laughs> Literally. Um, privately bred. And the figure that faced me was, a few more seconds assured me, as little anyone else I knew... The, I don't, she was basically like, I definitely don't know him. She then proceeds to talk for another page about how... Yeah, I definitely don't know him. I believe you, Babs. I believe you. We were confronted across our distance quite long enough for me to ask myself with intensity. This is me skipping a paragraph. Intensity. Who then he was? And to feel as an effect of my inability to say a wonder that in a few seconds became more intense. Who are you? (laughs) Who? She says an owl. Who? Who are you? Again, we're skipping another paragraph. Mm. I remember in the sign of familiarity of his wearing no hat seemed to fix me from his position with just the question, just the scrutiny through the fading light that his own presence provoked. We were too far apart to call to each other, but there was a moment at which, at shorter range, some challenge between us. Breaking the hush would have been the right result of our straight mutual stare. He was one of the a- one with the angles, the, uh, the one away from the house, very erect, and struck me with both hands on the ledge. 
Yes! It was intense to me that during this transit, he never took his eyes from me. I can see at this moment the way his hand, as uh, the way the way his hand as he went moved from one of the crenellations to the next. He stopped at the other corner, but less long. And even as he turned away, still markedly fixed, he turned away. That was all I knew. Sorry, he's turning away, but he's still looking at. Has he got like fucking three sixteen? He's a fucking owl. He's an owl. That's why she's shouting who all the time. Oh. <laughs> and he's just waiting for him to call back. So yeah, the whole thing is who is he? No. Well, an owl clearly turning his head around, watching you whilst he turns. But if he's quite far away, you can't tell where his eyes are focusing. He might be looking this at is the what garden. I fucking mean. I'm like, I see yeah literally i love eyeballing people from far away they don't do they know occasionally do they know do they know (laughs) you know when you get too used to wearing sunglasses for a while and you're a bit like have you ever been in a situation i'm getting to this point of giving zero fucks when i'm walking down the street and i want to like you know look at someone and check something out and i'm like oh i can't subtly do it but they'll be gone in a minute and i just (laughs) sometimes they're like what you know you've gone weird Marshall, what do you know? Well, nothing that interesting to remember. <laughs> to be fair, most people aren't very interesting. No, it's always disappointing. But at least I looked in case they were interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know. It's yeah. usually just like, no, those trousers are nice on her. Mm. <laughs> do you find it weird that boys, heterosexual boys, I should add, don't appreciate when other men are attractive? I appreciate when other girls are attractive. Like, yeah. Not, I mean, my partner will, but, you know, not as much as me. James is like, I can't tell if a man's attractive. And I'm like, what do you Oh, but mean? you fucking can. I'm like, look, you can tell your mate Sam's hot. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's a good looking man. But I'm like, like you, you can tell he's hot when he comes around and keeps the bed warm for you. Yeah, like, <laughs> facts though. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anyone we've like, talked about being attracted to him. We have a disagreement. Well, I'm just on. saying, well, he knows Ryan Reynolds is... Is that who I mean? Yes. It's more attractive than Ricky Gervais. Yeah. So like, he does have some idea. But like, he'll never be like, oh, that shirt, that that is a good shirt for that guy. Or that's a good haircut for that guy. But I would definitely be like that to a girl. Yeah. Like, why can't I fucking think what her name is? Oh, yeah. So uh, aside of Ivanka's like personality and everything. So he thinks Trump and Ivanka Trump are looks wise a good match. Because he can't tell. Oh, who was I talking about the other day? Obviously, leagues aren't real and they don't count. Obviously, Ivanka and um, Trump are different because, you know, he's a massive cunt. Yeah. Um, I'm saying that one. Um, he's a massive prick. He's a massive... We should say Trump. No, then we'd have to say Trump too much. I'm like a Trump podcast. Don't say Trump instead of cunt. No. Anyway, so yeah, he's a massive asshole. And, mm. I mean, I'm sure she's not amazing, but Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we were talking about, obviously... Sometimes leagues are a little accurate, mm. like in the case of Trump and Ivanka. I mean, yeah. come on. Come on, we have eyes. We all have eyes here. <laughs> but yeah, I was talking about someone, and I was like, you can see they're obviously not in the same league. And I think James is just quite nice. And he's like, I mean, yeah. But. Nice personality. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares about personality. It's all about what you got going on in your face and <laughs> your pants. Come on now. Come on now. We're not kids anymore. Let's stop lying. <laughs> we all know how it is. Anyway, who is this motherfucker? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I mean, I know. <laughs> if you don't. Um, so she's just been shouting who at this bloke. No, she hasn't said anything. Oh, well, I was in just her brain. That. I was just adding that for dramatic. In effect. her brain, she's shouting who. Yeah, so she just basically had a breakdown about seeing... I mean, to be fair It would her, make you jump. It would be scary seeing a stranger in your garden. Yeah. And also the fact that, you know, they're in the garden and being very blazingly bobbing, like, what? Blazingly bobbing? Blazingly bold. Oh. <laughs> I've read too many old books now. But can I just take a moment for everyone to appreciate the fucking sentence structuring? It's, there's just no need. There there's is actually no, no need. need. Honestly, I'm getting much more understanding reading it out loud. I think I'm mm. going to have to read the rest of it out loud. Because when you're reading it in your head, you're just like, sorry. I've what? had to do that with some of the old ones. And it's always that bit like, sorry, can you just help me make sense of this? And you read it out loud. Like, okay, I got it. Okay, I got it now. Yeah. So honestly, like that first bit where she's talking about when she first met him and like describing him, I was like, it's not social. What are you talking about? She said he was sexy. <laughs> Fucking weird. What do you mean? What was it he bloody said? Sorry. 
Italian sandwich right? Reading in between the lines. It was something like yeah. that as well. As evidence, Wilson points to her background as the daughter of a country parson and suggests that she is infatuated with her employer. Like, no, she just is, though. She just... Fucking punch you. <laughs> oh, the confidence of white men. Like, I don't think anyone else has picked up on this. <laughs> like, I'm just going to throw a spanner in the works for you all. Oh, there was one other thing I wanted to add, yeah. though, that I thought was kind of interesting. So, for years, and well, in more modern times, obviously, a lot of older writers are kind of being like put into like the white straight men classics. Yeah. Classic section of being like, well, they're fucking white men, so we should yeah. be reading different books because everything's written by white. Well, mm. not everything's written. Everything studied is written by fucking white men, mm. and it's annoying. Um, and someone made the point that actually maybe Henry James shouldn't go into that category because he was clearly a gay man, mm, yeah. and so that maybe he actually had some more room to be talking about in those sorts of circles. Mm. But then he was really classist and sexist, so make quite your will of that. He's trying to fit into the white boy club. So. Yeah, there mm. you wish you were. Yeah. Mm, mm. Anyway, back on the shelf. <laughs> I mean, sad he had to live in live like you know live his life a lie. I'm not saying I've got anything against him personal. I'm just saying, would a full stop kill you every now and then? No, full stops are nice. Yeah, commas are nice sparingly. <laughs> but also, it's all the little bits being like, and yet, however, and then to the side, and you're like, like <laughs> don't just put linking words like link them to something it's like there's so much linking it's so much postbag that evening it came late containing a letter for me which however in the hand of my employer i found to be composed but of a few words enclosing another addressed it does seem with the seal still unbroken doesn't it like a chorus reading it and like them each coming in with their own different little section and like almost like changing the course of it like it was an evening, but there was a chill in the air. You can, but the sun had warmed the patio. You can like, see, like, it can't be, mm. like, them each, like, getting the letter and, like, yeah. pulling it out of the hand, like, but the seal's still unbroken. It was in the hand of her employer, like... <laughs> yeah, You can creepy. really see it. A bit like metamorphosis and the um, tenants. Gross. No, I want to do it with, like, a Grecian um, chorus, mm. yeah. Yeah. Why does gross. every play I want to... <laughs> I'd like to make the... Every book we study, I'd like to do it again, but as a Grecian chorus. <laughs> Like shock horror. <laughs> what is your vibe? Mm, I like things to have a chorus. Uh, preferably, I wanted to be Destiny's Child. <laughs> yeah, please. That's that'll be my favourite. So All in song form. Oh my god, be amazing. So we're leaving her in the garden. There's a stranger on the roof. Nah, she ran back to Mrs. Gross. Oh, she's in this house with Gross. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> I mean, she's crying to Gross like I saw a man, and she's like, eh? Yeah. I saw a man, eh? <laughs> what? Okay, so we'll come back next time. And we'll come back next time. See and maybe, and we will, well, I said maybe, we will reveal who the guy is because it's, it's pretty soon. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, um, that's the turn of the screw. Mm. Watch the TV show. Watch the TV show, lads. Easier, easier. And just, you know, less annoying. <laughs> and also, the main character, Danny, she stompy stomps everywhere, which is funny. Yeah, we do like stompy stomp. She's yeah. very stompy stomp. And also, like, I mean... Like you saw, we don't really get an introduction to the children. We haven't no, we have really barely... met them. I'm, like... I'm surprised. We wouldn't be remembering their names if we hadn't seen the show. Literally. Like, watch the show. The mm. kids are creepy. Mm. In this, they're just kind of like... Like, it mentions that they're kind of like weird, bit weirdly okay. Mm. Like, they're very good. Like, there's nothing you mm. can actually say is wrong with them. But there is a vibe. Yeah. Like, that is there. Which is does, you know, you get that a lot more in the film. Can you film, imagine someone babysitting your kids and you came back and they were like, I won't take them again. Like, oh, what do they do? They're really naughty. I just get evil vibes. Oh, some kids you do. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm getting serial killer vibes. I'm out. Oh, some kids. <gasps> I don't like children. <laughs> 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 out. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, guys. Next week, we'll find out who Creepy Guy is. Or, if you saw the show, you already know. See you then, guys. Bye. Oh, check us out on socials. Bye. For fuck's sake. Bye.